What do you reckon, Shells? The black looks good, I reckon. Yeah, well, on Redhead's black looks unreal, I reckon. Uh, having okay. a look on the having having a look on the weekend, Deegs looked absolutely wonderful, and so did I. <laughs> so did it's a grand old flag. It's a high flying flag. It's the emblem for me and for you. It's the emblem. Welcome, Nodcast fans. We're back. Uh, the Founders' Day week is behind us, and what a week it was! Five out of seven wins across the Mazenod Old Collegians Football Club, which was fantastic. Great to see huge amounts of people back at Central Reserve, a great function, just a beautiful weather, great day all around. As always, joined by Deegs. Deegs, how are you? Okay, Steve. G'day, Rob. Good to be back. Good to have you. G'day, Steve. How are you? What a fantasy day it was. Footy was was, back uh, and better than ever. Certainly was. It was uh, getting better and better as the day went on as well. Started with... The 19s juggernaut just continuing and ended with a, a pretty rousing win by the seniors. So, great day. We're joined today by, well, it, one half of what should have been a, a two-person guest panel. We've had a bit of feedback over the course of the last few weeks. Of, you know, we want to hear more from the younger contingent. They're the future of the club. So, we teed up Liam Sherlock and Jared Raffa, two of the young guns at the Notter, to jump on and join us. Um, however, I'm only looking at one person Liam, what happened to Rafa? Um, he's actually at Cram with the old with the old ball and chain the misses. So um uh yeah, he's actually, you know, hitting the pokies with it, I'm pretty sure. He's, he's ditched us for a date. Is that what you're saying? I'm pretty sure that's that's what I've heard through the grapevine. Wow. Um, so we're recording this Wednesday night. He he he's stepping into the abyss, isn't he? Going into the C B D and what potentially is about to be a lockdown. He's obviously obviously a big fan of the pokies. Yeah, I absolutely loves it. I think he actually gets there to watch him, too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Takes off his drink as he's... Uh, Must be pretty good at pressing the button. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, I'll give it to him. He's, he's got some good luck on his hands, though, so he'll probably come home with some good, some good, some good cash. Jeez, well, um, it's fantastic to have you anyway, so welcome... Pleasure to have you on the Nodcast. Jeez, guys. Can I just bring something up, Steve, before you go on? You said that did did we organise Shields or did Shields organise himself <laughs> on Saturday night or, or or a week and a half ago? Because that's what I've heard. I've heard he was he saw you out at a club he, or a bar and yeah, he, 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 he might he hours. might have courted me, bailed me up for about two and a half hours, and basically left with you know get me on the Nodcast tattoo on my back. Um, <laughs> grease the palms a bit. Yeah, it's fantastic to have him on. He's going to be a real asset to the show, I would imagine. Well, the thing was, I, I didn't realise it was Shirls when I jumped on. I thought it was I was speaking to Deegs, but um, it was actually Shirls there. Deegs jumped on a bit later, so we'll get it. We might get into the similarities between the two because they, they look similar, they play similarly. They're uh, you know on the weekends when I line up in the back line, I, I thought it was Deegs a couple of times, but um, it's been Shirls holding down the, the back pocket, which is great. So, <laughs> well, you, you're, is, not, you're, you're not joking because they've, they've literally both rocked up tonight wearing a hoodie and a beanie and they're sitting there. I, I, I gen, you, you, literally, they look almost identical to look at them on the screen. So I, I know um, I know Cheryl's maintains that he sort of sets the trends and digs just slots in behind. Oh, Didn't, absolutely, I, because I, I think I started the yellow boots into 2019, and Deegs was still wearing the old black ASICs. 
And I seen him at the start, you know, start of the year this year, and he's rocked up with the fluoro, fluoro blue pumas from from Hawley. And then um, next minute, he's complaining that I stole his number and his haircut, and I was like, <laughs> mate. Well, chills. You stole my number. Did you not? <laughs> stole my number. Mallow gave you... it to me, mate. I just yeah, said, yeah, yeah. Okay. so you've got my number. You've got my position in the ones, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably pretty well deserved. Um, but you've got that and you're playing in my old position. So, um, I don't know. I, I think the facts speak for themselves. You want to be me. And to be honest, I've, I saw you bailing up a Hawley for, for a pair of blue boots too, mate. So, I want to actually, while we're, while we're discussing this, I've, I've gone to a few of your mates just to, because I want to give the listeners a, a good idea of who Shields is. And so, I've got a few. Th- I've got a few. Things. At the moment, we think he's he's pretty much similar to Sam Deegan. That's that's the opinion <laughs> yeah. around the club for the non-initiated. I can I can separate it. So, a few of these revolve around your, your diet, Shields. Oh, yeah. So, so for the listeners, apparently you have a barbecue, um, you know, like steak or pork chops or sausages, seven out of seven nights a week. Is that right? Um, we do have it quite a bit in the Sherlock household. I will admit that. But there's seven out of seven nights. That's a we'll, we'll give a it bit, six out of a stretch. All right, we'll this was a this was a weird one. Your your subway order. What is it? I I switch it up. I switch it up, and I know where, I know where this is going as well. But that where where you're going with it? That subway order has changed every single time it gets brought up with all for the those, police. So. For those the subway order I've been told is he orders a schnitzel, carrot, and tomato sauce. That's all. <laughs> so, what is that? <laughs> I don't know what kind of combo that is, but it's a bit strange. A bit strange. Oh, there was about there was about probably I don't know year ten I reckon. I was with a, a fellow Mazenodian, uh, Sam Withers. Hopefully recruit next year. Um, and uh, I actually I did get those three things, but there was like onion and tomato and lettuce. But he <laughs> just refuses to believe that. And, it's you changed. put some mayo on that, clearly. Exactly. And it's, I reckon it's gotten less and less. I reckon by next year, it will just be bread with a bit of salt and pepper. <laughs> it's not even classified as bread anymore, is it? Subway, I heard. I'm pretty sure Ireland decreed that you couldn't call it bread because it didn't have enough actual bread wheat in it or whatever. I'm not sure if this is a nutrition program we're trying to go for. <laughs> sorry, yeah, fair enough. Back to, sorry, back to you, Deeds. All right, this is the last one I've got. This is a this is a story I heard, and I and I cried laughing almost when I heard it. So, Maddie Fewing's birthday at, at Bottomless Brunch. How long ago would this have been, Shields? Do you know what oh. I'm talking about? Do you know where I'm going straight away? Not really, but Maddie okay. Fewing's so, had Bottomless Brunch for his birthday. <laughs> Maddie Fewing's had a Bottomless Brunch for for his birthday, and Bottomless Brunch. Shields took that literally and thought, oh, that yeah. It, <laughs> Short, took it oh. and thought that you don't wear pants you just wear underwear <laughs> so <laughs> so apparently Shields is Shields is messaging all the boys like oh I'm going to Chatty now I'm going to buy some underwear does anyone want any uh, want me to get him any <laughs> and no one knew what he was talking about <laughs> and and the story goes, I don't know if there, there might be a little bit of mayo on this too but the story goes no one's no one's picked up on what Shields is carrying on about and Shields has rocked up to the bottomless brunch in bright yellow underwear and nothing else. <laughs> oh, definitely mail on that. I did go to Chatty though. Yellow. 
get to new underwear. Uh, they're actually they were tropical, you know, fluoro red and blue or something. But Ooh. um, yeah, Lockie Noon actually told me, you know, an hour before, said he's taking the piss out of you, mate. Oh. Where 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 was the bottomless brunch? Like somewhere in St Kilda or something? Or no, nah, it was in the city in the CBD. It wasn't a brunch. It was at night, so um, it actually ended up being a pretty big one for all the boys. <laughs> Jack D'Angelo was actually asleep in one of the bushes out the front um, for a little bit, and so was so was Fewings himself actually. So. With pants on, I'm hoping. Um, yeah, they were. Yeah, no, the pants are on. I think. I, I think. I think Juxy might have actually had his fly open, so I think he's just taking a piss. Oh. Over. Uh, did you? Did you wear the underwear out? Did you? Did you? I make did. Use I did. You wore them under You're the not going to buy it and not wear it, surely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> poor investment. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I reckon I saw them. I reckon I saw them at the season launch. There was a. You boys were on the dance floor at one point with the the pants. I reckon the pants were at half mast um, when, the, when the song came on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jukes, I'll give it to Jukes is the pioneer with that. His pants are always down quicker because he he loves his rig. So he, if any chance to show a bit of skin, he loves it. They're short pants too. That yeah. hit the fall real quick. Jukes's pants. <laughs> this is for the Eagle Rock. He's saying, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Pretty, that's a bad tradition. I don't, but as soon as you had had a few beers, it's funny. But when you think about it now, it's, it's ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> for another time. <laughs> I'm sure when they penned Eagle Rock, that's what they were imagining would be happening yeah. 30 years later. Um, so well, it's it's uh, it's great to have you on on the podcast, Charles. And I think you're in a unique position to give us a real insight into a number of different areas of the club, which we don't always have on the podcast. We've We've talked and we'll probably get into this a bit later about the, the vault that is the 19th Blues. So hopefully you can put a little bit on some of what's going in under your old man's tutelage there. Because Behind the Iron Curtain. Yeah, it doesn't even name the best players. It's like getting information out of communist Russia trying to figure out what's going on down there at the moment. So hopefully you can help us on that one. And the other one which I quite enjoyed last week was your brother, um, obviously plays 19s, Ethan, who had a spin Thursday night. Do you want to tell oh, yeah. the listeners oh, what yeah. that one was and, for? And could have a follow-up spin too, from what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. you're probably on the money there, Rob. Um, so the spin was for, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. So I already know this has happened. So I actually got told by Matty Fewings about it. I don't know how he found out, but he did. So I rocked up the footy training and I'm getting told the story. I'm like, so the, the, so the story goes, he's at Macca's after a big night out, you know, with all the all – the, all the boys and a couple of girls. And he sees a girl that, you know, he fancies and thinks he has a crack with. Um, so he goes up and offers to buy her Maccas, you know, being the gentleman he thinks he is. Romantic, um, obviously, like, yeah, like his older brother. Exactly, exactly yeah. 3 a.m. On a, on, a on a Sunday morning, you know, getting a lovely lady and a chicken or whatever, or whatever it was. Um, so it goes on, goes on, uh, getting get ready to pay. And Ethan goes, oh, don't worry, don't worry, love, I've got this for you. Um, gets out the card, puts it on the thing, and it says, ah, card declined for both their meals. Oh, no. <laughs> and then the worst part is that she ended up paying for it, him <laughs> That's worthy of a spin. That's, yeah, yeah, a, but, but I hear, so he, he got, the spin was the um, Talus tuxedo. So for our listeners who aren't aware, you have to wear a suit oh, yeah. tie to, to the ground. And I hear he failed to do so. Yeah, so, that is, 
Yeah, that, that, that there could true. be a follow-up. Um, interestingly, too, there could be another follow-up for you, Shells, because I noticed when we were coming back from our warm-up, he was, um, Ethan was on two wheels coming around the corner um, in his car, um, skids into the car spot and has your bike shorts hanging out the window for you and throws them at you. So he didn't look happy about that either. So maybe I might have to say, Gussie's a big fan of the the podcast and um, the, the fines commissioner. So he might be onto that, I reckon, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I did forget my skins on the weekend. I'm a pretty superstitious fella. So, um, and I've got some thick set of thighs. So I didn't, it was hot. I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't want any chafing. I was chafing up in the warm up. So I sent my brother back to go get my skins, even though I found out that his bag was still at the footy club. So I could have just worn his. (laughs) Oh, no. He wasn't happy, but he didn't wear the suit. Um, I was still asleep. So I didn't actually. You know, put it on to wear it. Well, yep. I'd, I'd say you can pencil him in for a spin then. Um, speaking of Gus, I heard a whisper that he was in the mob with the trumpet. Yep. On the yeah, weekend. Sammy broke the story was, last was, week. Sammy was on the money. I was right next to him. I was in his ear um, trying <laughs> to get him down. He got he got a little bit nervous once he got the trumpet out because, to be fair, when, when we – the last probably 10 minutes of the senior game – the ball did not come down, down to the bottom <laughs> uh, while he had the trumpet. So we didn't have much to, to go nuts about. So he was playing a few little, I think he tried to like, leave nothing undead at one point. Surely <laughs> when Fuey slotted one, when Fuey slotted that mob no, guy, surely. He didn't, he didn't have the, the trumpet then, though. He, got, he sort of got it halfway in the last quarter. Um, and then the ball didn't come back down. No, there was definitely a song that he played a tune for because you could hear it out on the ground. And then he also put off uh, an opposition player when he was having a shot on goal um, from the other end. He, he, the player mentioned it. He's like, oh, I wasn't anticipating the trumpet as I was coming. <laughs> oh, he tried. What, he did, he did right. If it, it, I, I love it. I think it's one of the greatest things that's happened at the club in recent memory. But if we'd lost while well, we had a guy blowing the trumpet, in the last quarter with our lead, it would have been oh, one of the he waited, greatest. He waited, he waited. We, he waited we until it was done. Dominating the game before he thought he to bring it out. Sensible, sensible. Um, all right, well, look, we'll, we'll jump into the, uh, the the match reviews in a second. We can talk a bit more about the ones. But <clears throat> before we do, as you mentioned earlier, we're obviously recording this Wednesday night. Unfortunately, the last couple of days, we've had a bit of a return to COVID news in Victoria. So there's been a number of cases. Um, it's at this stage had a minimal impact on football in the sense that football can still be played. Training can continue just with some additional COVID safe measures, which is fine. So obviously things like team meetings, et cetera. Last night, I think you guys at training weren't able to have them, but for the, for the most part, footy remains the same. Um, obviously we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens over the next couple of days and if anything changes, but at this stage, it's full steam ahead. And as we've sort of learned over the course of last year, I think the teams that are in the clubs that are just most prepared, are the ones that are usually going to come out as, as on, on the you know the better end of things. So hopefully that will be us. Um, one unfortunate byproduct though is that the gatherings rules means we've had to postpone the reverse raffle from this Saturday. So anyone out there who had spent maybe Jared Raffa who'd spent all of their income for the past couple of weeks in anticipation of uh, getting a big collect Saturday night, you might have to uh, get a bridging loan or something. Unfortunately. Um, but but the uh, the event will go on at some stage, so looking forward to getting everyone together back when we can. 
I think there is a new new date. It's, I think it's mid July. Um, going to be a new format too, from what I'm hearing. I, I, I don't know if it's fully confirmed, but I think they're thinking of doing it during the senior buy and starting mid afternoon. Oh, the 19s have an 11:40 game, so starting mm. mid afternoon, which could get messy. <laughs> uh, That's great. Return, That's great. Return to the old days. Yeah, I like it. I reckon it might be a winner. I agree. Honest, yeah, for anyone listening who's wondering when it is, I think it's yeah. Now we've got a month, a month and a bit before it's on. Just start, start getting your syndicates together to buy those extra tickets. You've got to be in it to win it. I reckon Ange Capello. He's a man. He's he's a lot. He's a man that likes to hedge his bets a little bit and get back in the competition. I reckon he could start a conglomerate, Sam. Conglomerate. Yep. <laughs> I feel like that was the word used earlier in the season where you're like, yeah, I don't know what that word means. Yeah, yeah it was. I think that's why on it. That's why. That's why I threw it through to Sam. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, little Easter egg for our listeners that tune in each week. Yeah. Well, speaking of listeners that tune in each week, uh, I, I might cover this one off now because. There's a listener who has just started tuning in, uh, who hasn't been tuning in from the start. So I got an absolute flurry of text messages over the course of today from our treasurer, who Don Barker had literally clearly never listened to it. All of a sudden, I get the first message, hi, this is Don Barker. And then from there, it's about another 45 messages of just listening to the second podcast, I want a retraction. I never rolled up my legs. It was Dave Murray. I'm not going to read through all of them. But, and and, and f- fair enough, we'll, we will retract on that one, Dom, because um, sometimes our sources can be misleading. And if it was Dave Murray who used to roll his legs, and, and from what I hear from multiple sources, he actually used to do the old tippy toes, strengthening the cars move. So we've all, you know, we know Dave Murray was in the car. Makes sense that it would have been him. Um, so we will correct that one. But the other sort of 43 or 44 messages, I'm not going to quite go through all of them. But good to have another listener on board. Um, it's always funny when someone just caught and kind of realised we potted them seven episodes ago and comes out and gets all, uh, you know, focused on correcting the ledge up. But, yes, we've um, good to have you, Dom. Yep. Talk about new listeners. I had some texts come through in a flurry from Maddie McClelland. Uh, he was actually listening to episode two when we discussed the house party at his place after the country races a couple of years ago. So he was, he was, he's on board and he's, he's a fan. Another big fan is Lockie McInery and he's got his dad, Tim on it. He's a, he's a big fan. Apparently he talked him into listening after we had Claudia on board because he's a fan of Claudia. I, don't, I know he's known Sam for a long time, but it took Claudia to get him on board, but apparently He's a fan, so it's good to see a couple of new listeners on board with you know the, the hundreds of others that tune in each week. Timmy, Timmy was down there on the weekend. I saw the the McInerney clan watching the reserves game, and then I think they wandered over to watch uh, the reserves girls game. Um, but Timmy, shout out to you, mate. Your style was looking really nice. Just a bright yellow, brand new hoodie. Don't know where you've, where you've found that from, but. Uh, looking good down there behind the goals. Think he might have to make an appearance a bit more often. That'd be nice. Absolutely. Lockie McInerney, I, I must admit, we've 
we've talked about it on the podcast, but it was great to see him back to his old tricks on the weekend, walking around the pram on Founders Day, just back and forth between the two ovals, making sure he he soaked up as many eyeballs as he possibly could. I was actually having to think about that. We I know that um, the club's been really good this this year with mascots. Maybe maybe Lockie could manage the the mascots because he, he's good with kids. We've seen that firsthand. Maybe he could manage them week in, week out, as long as, you know, he doesn't put the back under too much strain. Um, take the pressure off Norrell. Maybe something in that. I'm not sure his haircut and his moustache would <laughs> come, across, come across as that inviting to the young ones. Um, I love it. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I love his haircut and his moustache, but uh, uh, a young five-year-old must go, oh, jeepers, who are you? Yeah, I've been told to stay away from those people. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I knew I did as a kid. So um, if he can tell me to jump, run out with the nods, I would go, no bloody way. Pending, <laughs> pending shutdown, I think Lockie's due back this week from what I hear. So that'd be good. Let's move on to the games anyway. As we said, it was a beautiful day, Saturday down at Central. You don't get many better days for football than that weather-wise and great to have a big crowd. The timing clearly worked out quite well because we got in before any additional COVID restrictions and Biggest crowd I've seen out at Central for some time. Both Starting ovals the, going? Both ovals. Seven, seven games across two ovals over the course of the day. It was amazing just uh, wandering between down, watching the girls, up watching seniors. As we said earlier, five from seven wins. Really, really great way to celebrate the big occasion for Mazenod. The seniors, uh, huge win against Hampton, who I think were sitting third on the ladder coming into the game. We got the job done 14-10-94 to 9-14-68, really off the back of a massive first half, six straight in the first quarter, 10-2 to halftime against 3-8. And from there, it was going to be a huge, huge effort for Hampton to come back. And obviously, uh, the, the trumpet was playing, so they never quite got near it. Charles, do you want to talk us through the senior win from the weekend? Um, yeah, no, it was um, a really good win to be a part of. I probably reckon uh, the high wins... Well, the whole year, I reckon, is probably my favourite, I reckon. At home, biggest day of the year, massive crowd and probably a lot of expectation after the last two weeks to really come out and really play well. Um, especially that, that that first half, being, a, I guess, a backman, it was pretty boring. But I guess being a backman, you want it to be a bit boring. Um, you don't want the ball coming down. Um, but um, I guess when we us backmen, when we had to you know defend, we did, we, we did pretty well. But... Um, the ball was humming, which was really good to see and really starting to, I guess, click and gel as a full unit, um, which has been really pleasing over the last couple of weeks, um, playing against um, the ABCD team and um, and uh, uh, Preston last week. So um, uh, it was good to finally get a really good win over some good opposition. And um, this week's going to be an even bigger challenge, I think, um, playing against an old junior club of mine. So I've handled this one in since the start of the year. So... Um, hopefully plays the good against some ex-teammates. Um, we might get on to the Sherlock Cup a little bit later, but um, I'm interested to hear, Sherls, about, you know, your personal form. Obviously, you've played um, all game, all seven games in the ones so far this year, and I think you made your de- debut back in 2018 um, against Bo Morris. Um, and I no senior games in between. No, no. So, no, no. you know, what's, what's, what's been the difference for you this year? You know, you look really comfortable at the level and you're holding down your spot. What's, yeah, what's been- yeah, no. Nah, so I did debut 2018. Those two games were pretty, you know. <laughs> we'll never forget them. Um, they were big, they were big, big pumpings. I think you play. Oh no, you didn't play in the house. I don't think. Nah, yeah. but um, 
Yeah, no, nah, um, coming to this year, I just want to really get, I guess, a consistent opportunity at the at the level. And um, I put in a lot of work over lockdown and um, over pre-season with my legs and just getting my uh, body right, I guess, to play senior footy every week. And um, I didn't know what role I was going to play this year. I said to Peter Stardy, I was quite happy to play wherever he needed me. Um, but, um, um, yeah, no, I'm feeling really, really comfortable, I guess, in the contest and stuff like that, being, I guess, a... A bigger body, it, I don't, I don't actually mind it that much, um, but yeah, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty happy uh, with how with how I'm going, and I'm um, yeah, feeling well and really loving it down back, especially since all you older guys have come back. It's been really, I guess, you know, been able to flourish a little bit more, I reckon. So, yeah. and as someone that was a really strong junior, and you know, it's taken a couple of years to to cement your spot. What advice would you give to some of the young guys that? around the club about making that next I guess, job. yeah, I guess, um, like, I, I've been obviously with my brother in the 19s and I guess playing with a lot of guys who are 19s now um, in that 2019 year. Um, probably the advice I give, just keep on, keep on working. I think if you stop working, you'd end up just falling into, I guess, you know, it's the same, the same stuff over and over again. And you don't actually get anywhere. Um, so it's all about, I guess, improving yourself every week and, and learning, but also having fun at the same time. I guess you're not having fun with what you're doing. Um, that was a big thing for me. I just started to really, you know, just focus on the good things and just keep working hard, I guess. Um, but that no, was good. That's good. And I think big thing is versatility too, because obviously you were probably more of a midfielder growing up than you were a back pocket. But, um, you know, changing roles has obviously helped um, to get in the team. Um, talking about versatility... I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Ryan Lavery's having quite a season on the weekend. I know he's caught your eye, Deeks. Um, yeah. He's someone who plays forward and, forward and mid. The Squidward said he had, a, he had a great game on the weekend. Probably his best game for the club. Kicked a couple. so um, and, and was setting himself up for a big night afterwards too on, on, the, on the waters. So, um, <laughs> yeah, he was, he, he was having a good night. He's he pretty happy with himself. What was interesting um, about Ryan was, you know, he's a country boy. Um, been at the, he was meant to play for us last year, but obviously wasn't able to. But on Saturday, he, had, he just had a look in his eye early. He just looked like he was on for a big one. And he brought his dog into the pregame um, spiel from um, PB, which was interesting. I hadn't seen that before. The dog was just roaming around um, during the pregame speech and, Gave a couple of kisses. I think Mac was sitting on the ground doing some stretches. Got a kiss on the lips. Pecky got a kiss on the lips. Um, and I'm I'm not super comfortable around dogs, so I was a little bit on edge. But um, yeah, I hadn't seen that one before. Yeah. Dog's looks, name's Franklin. 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 Yeah. After after, after Buddy. Oh. Uh, so like he's got a dog up in Albury whose name's Buddy. So oh. it's a Rottweiler. So you have to name the other one Franklin. Um, I like the yeah. symmetry. That's awesome. That's my new favorite dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to go. I'll have to give it a little treat next time. Next time, see? <laughs> little schmacko. <laughs> little schmacko. <laughs> uh, Sammy Michael, the Founders Day medalist, played a pretty massive game on the weekend. Well, I've got a theory about this, and I'm, you might want to jump in here because I know you guys are beer pong um, partners, shells. You might know Sammy a little bit more than me, but I, I know something a little bit intimate about Sammy. He's an avid astronomist. So he's been onto it all week that tonight, Wednesday night, is um, it's a red moon. It's a special, an eclipse. 
Um, he's he's texted me a couple of times. He reminded me that you know this is where you get your energy from. This is where um, you know you get I'm your spiritual. Um, yeah, he's a he's a crystal man. It seems. Charging the crystals. But maybe also a bit of a werewolf. When you get a full moon, you get the werewolf out, and he he played like a werewolf on the weekend. He was he was angry and he was rabid, um, and he found the footy. So I don't know, Chelsea. Do you know uh, he, about his astronomy? I did know. I knew he was always maybe a little bit fascinated in that in primary school because I went to primary school with the kid and played a lot of my junior footy with him. Um, but he's always been a bit of a werewolf on the footy field. So, like in under in in under nines, he was about the same size as what I am now. So just a big, big, <laughs> big kid. And back then the rules were you two like times as well. Yeah, well, I don't know, but it was just huge. Well, I don't really look like Deegs in the body shape, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but um, but um, nah. Um, but um, there was the rule was you know two bumps holding the ball, and um, old mate Semi Michael took that you know with everything and was knocking kids out left, right, and second. It was unbelievable. He actually put one kid over the fence nearly on a day down Scanlon Reserve in Oakley. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't really apologetic either, you know. Put the crushes in Oakley crushes. Oh, he was, uh, yeah, he was a bull, mate. He hasn't really changed much either. So, do you know what? Um, do you know what I reckon helped him on the weekend too? He's got a big mop of hair at the moment, but he, but he shaved the sides and he looked a bit more aerodynamic. Yeah. <laughs> he took the pockets the out. Yeah, he shaved the, yeah. the sides. Shaved yeah, just yeah. the sides. He's kept the back and yeah, a bit more aerodynamic was. Um, looked a lot quicker out there, so that might have helped. But I've got to, I want to bring up uh, one thing. I don't know if you were going to mention it, Rob, but um, all the talk after the game was about a big bump that Cheryl's laid at some point of the game. Um, I, 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 I didn't actually see this, so yeah. I, oh, well, because it's on video, and and Cheryl's was, I was asking him when it was, and he was pretending like he didn't know the training last night, pretending like he didn't know when it was, what quarter. Um, what time it was on the footage and I just kept pestering like, come on, mate, you, you know when it was. And he ended up saying, what do you say? Third quarter, 12th minute mark. So you knew exactly, <laughs> you knew exactly when it was, but apparently it's a big, big hit. <laughs> um, just comes out of nowhere on screen and flattens some, some poor Hampton bloke. So pretty happy that. And then, and then Saturday night shells. So a lot, of, a lot of the players would have seen a photo that I, that I took, but, we're at, a, we're at a birthday party and there was a Saints player there and Cheryl's just, you know, trapped him in the corner, chatting <laughs> to him for about two hours, um, showing him the bump on the on the phone <laughs> <laughs> and a few other things. What, what, what were you showing him, do you reckon? Because in the photo I've got, yeah, you're showing yeah. him something on your phone and you're pointing. So what, what do you reckon? What? Yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't look good, but I wasn't showing him the bump. I'll be honest with you there. I don't know what. I think we were talking about because he's from Albury as well, so he was telling me where he lived or something. You had a few shirts. You're, you're not from Albury though, eh? No, I'm not. But we're talking, we got to talk about <laughs> Ryan Lavery or something. <laughs> I'm definitely not from Albury. Uh, but no, uh, no, I can see how it looks though. Um, <laughs> you know what? It wasn't the bump. The as, best uh, thing about that I found out later on was that um, this Saints player's girlfriend uh, just went up to Ben Riley and said, "Can you go and save?" His name's Ben. Uh, can you go and save Ben from Cheryl? Cheryl's has been talking to him for two hours, and he he can't he can't escape the tag. So, um. but there is further photo evidence that as soon as that tag got broken, 
you put a tag on him, Deeds, and you rolled over and in a little backyard across paths and Shells has been was waiting for the moment that he could get get us both in the one photo and and that's what he's done. So Shells <laughs> the funny thing was the Saints player was talking to the same bloke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Realize that they'd swap. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's a lot of takes, you know that. All right. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, the the seconds on the weekend, another good win for them, takes it to four in a row. Um, 11 17 83, pretty comfortable over Hampton, 9 5 59. I think it was it was over pretty early. I think Hampton kicked about five in the last quarter to probably make it a bit more respectable. Diggs, just Good win from the boys on the big stage. Yeah, really good. And and in the first quarter, we kicked two goals, five to one goal. But um, sort of, I reckon, well, what it felt like playing in the game was that it was a lot closer. But, you know, we could have been five goals up really a quarter time and the game would have been over anyway. Um, but, yeah, we had some wayward kicking throughout the game. Um, and I think we went nine goals up early in the last quarter and then, Things, it was pretty hot out there and got a bit tiring. So they kicked five and made the scoreboard not look as um, as good as what it probably should have been. But, yeah, really, really good good team. Really good team on paper and really good win. Um, so Matty Butera was unreal, especially in the first half. Um, came down from the ones, unfortunately. But, you know, he was determined to, to play a really good game. And he... Didn't have his kicking boots on. He could have kicked kicked four. Could have kicked three in the first quarter. Would have been one of the best opening quarters of a of a game that I would have seen. But he was everywhere. And then and Deng and Andrew um, kicked three and and won the medal. And he was um, probably best on overall. Um, yeah, but and then I've got to mention this because he'll be filthy if I don't. But Corey Martino kicked one of the best stoppage goals that you'll see on, on the opposite foot and told right. everyone about it on the right foot. Just, yeah. it was like, it, it was like a setup. It wasn't a setup, but the ball, he just started about 20 meters off the pack, got on the move, sprinted ball fell in his lap, broke a few tackles, burst through and, and kicked one on the right, um, on the right foot. And yeah, it was a really, really nice goal, but that's about Andy. as much as I can say about, about So, stress. how'd the game plan go, Deegs? Did execute? No, no, no. Well, we, we had to, we couldn't do it because the rumor we're hearing was Hampton were listening to the, to the <laughs> Nodcast last week and, and were planned for it. So, we, we, we did some other things. Um, not sure if the game, the game plan's not every week. It's just sometimes if, if needed, if, we, if, if we're not moving the ball well enough across the ground. But, the, the team we had in on the weekend was was very very good, and uh, game plan wasn't needed. Uh, unfortunately, if, if if Shells ends up at the twos at some stage, are you worried that they'll just pop him in the centre and replace you in the game plan? No, I'm not worried about. It. I I wouldn't actually. I wouldn't mind that um, because pressure's <laughs> getting to it. I I I wouldn't mind going. Yeah. Anyway, well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't think Shells Shields will, Shields will be in the ones for for a long time. I'm confident yeah, you, about you that. You're trying to drop Cheryl's No, no, no. Just, just curious. That's the two of you are like, just. Um, <laughs> no, look, I, I, I wouldn't, uh, w- would never have a say in selection on any grade. Um, and speaking of teams where I have no say in selection, the thirds, unfortunately, one of the two sides that lost 
on the weekend. Um, we went down 7-11-53 to Williamstown, who were top of the table and clearly the team to beat in our comp, 14-10-94. Um, I will give a stat correction to the VAFA as well. It was actually 8-11-59. They took a goal off us, which Sean Bamblett, who kicked that goal, was very, very quick to note within about two minutes of the results going up on the website um, that he got robbed of a goal. So not ideal, but um, it, look, it was... It was a six-goal loss in a game that we, on paper, you would expect to lose by a lot more. I thought that it was one of the better performances the guys have put together for the year, but we're still still got a lot of injuries, still not quite getting our team together. So, you know, there's there's some optimism that it's probably more upside than downside from this point on in the season. Um, Rob? Popping down and having a quick look at that, they, they were a pretty impressive team, Williamstown. So don't think the boys should be too disappointed. It was a pretty... Good performance, I thought, by you guys. Yeah, it was. Um, there was a couple of really huge standout performances. Uh, Nick Clavins won the Founders' Day medal and very, very much deserved it. He was he was incredible. He kicked three, but just end-to-end, he's been out for a few weeks and came back and just dominated start to finish. Um, and the other one who, who was really, really good was Cheesy, um, who came down from the... Uh, Came down from the twos. I think he'd sort of come back and play one game or something. Uh, Thomas Patterson, I should say, for those who, who don't know Cheesy. But um, I think he might have played one game or something in the twos, but came down and joined us and just really brought yeah. a, a really great intensity from the outset and was really good all, all day as well. He went, he went on holiday by himself up to Early Beach for a couple of weeks. So. <laughs> by himself. Of yeah, by himself. <laughs> well, he, those he 6 a.m. sessions he was doing up there have paid off because he was in good form. Yeah. He wasn't up there with Matt Fewings, was he? I think Matt Fewings went to the went snorkeling a couple of weeks back. Sure, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, he did. Yeah, oh, Matty Fee came back with a good tan. Quite happy with himself. <laughs> you know, walked in, glowing. Um, yeah, yeah, he kicked, kicked seven, didn't he? Straight after that, so maybe it works. There's yeah, the, these high altitude camps or whatever it is these guys are doing are paying off. Um, one one very very personal and selfish downside, which I've just noticed while looking at the results, is um, I was actually sitting. I think I still am sitting third on the comp goal kicking, but the two guys ahead of me played us this week and kicked five and four. So that hasn't um, <laughs> that hasn't worked too well in my favour, which I hadn't realised till just now. But anyway, um, yeah, we'll probably need to tighten up the defence a little next time we play them, but which is in a couple of weeks. But now overall it was a. Uh, was an honourable loss, as I'd term it, for the for the threes. Um, moving on to the women's side and amazing scenes at Mazenot on the weekend where we had the senior women and the senior men who pretty much played at the same time doing one gigantic circle down at the South, uh, South Oval Club Rooms. Cheryl's and Rob, you guys were involved in it. Pretty, uh, pretty historic moment for the club. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. It was good, actually. It was probably it was one of the more special things, I guess, I've been a part of at the club, uh, besides, when, you know, flags and stuff like that. Um, I don't think it's been done in the first three years, hasn't it? Um, but um, on that, I got stitched up in that in that song. So I've walked into the rooms, you know. You know <laughs> I didn't notice and Deke, you were surrounded by that five yeah, women's players. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Deeg, Paul Deegan, the better one, you know, goes, she goes, she goes, go down the other end, go down the other end. I was like, yeah, yeah. No problem. And, not, you know, I thought, you know, you know, I think it was Jukes or someone was behind me. Go, okay, come on, let's go. And then next minute, I'm, you know, with all the girls standing in the middle. Um, <laughs> I, stood, I stood next to Meg, Meg Lennon, who I knew. I was like, can someone help me here? 
and yeah, just uh, you look, the mech. You look very comfortable uh, down there, Shirls. Uh, yeah, I was I, about to say that was that was great. I, I loved it. I I thought that was awesome that you were leading the way. I um, I was actually um, arm in arm with Claudia during the, the song, and she what I, I've never had this before, but she sort of taps the beat on your back while she's ready. Um, <laughs> I've never seen that before, <laughs> which it was good. I, I I think I sang it in tune for once. So um, there was another. Was, uh, there was, there was another funny one. So just on that, there was another funny pairing. Um, Big Mac, the senior ruckman, standing next to Cass Stevenson yeah. in the song, and she—I think she was sort of top of her head was about the hip bottom. Of, nah, nah, lower, but bottom of <laughs> Mac's knee, bottom of Mac's knee, I reckon. So, <laughs> um, not that Cass is small; it's Mac's gigantic. So. Um, that was a funny little funny look as well, but yeah, that, that was interesting. Better... Interesting Sorry, how the moment thing. captured the hearts and minds of the Mazinod community because um, on Monday at the college we had a staff meeting, um, the principal's address and, and whatnot, and Tony Colgan decided to play the the song for the staff just to say this is what this is what's going on. So um, wow. yeah, it's got some got college. some views. I, I must admit I, I didn't see it live, but I've I've seen the video and. It's one of the better renditions of the song where you've got a bit of soprano, a bit of bass, a bit of in between it. I know Tony Coghlan was always big on his quiet out at so it might have just been more of an instructional type thing of this is how we sort of nail the different octaves, different pitch. It is. It was enabled, of course, by the fairly close but uh, solid win by the girls on the weekend. So they got the job done 5 4 34 over Ivanhoe 4 4 28. Good performance. I. I they started, we started really well, two, three, 15 to nothing at quarter time, but it was more or less level at halftime. And having played on that oval, there was a bit of a win down there. So given that, um, we went into three quarter time, only eight points up with Ivanhoe coming home with the wind, probably a bit nervous, but put in a pretty strong last quarter to hold on. So good win. Deegs, was there a fair few celebrations in your household this week? Yeah, no, that was a, they, they were pretty stoked with the win. Um, I think, uh, where, did you did you mention it before? Uh, where are Ivanhoe on the ladder? Don't know. It was underdogs, think, definitely underdogs coming in. Yeah, yeah. so I think it was a, a big win to, to keep finals alive, keep a chance for finals. So, um, Don't and, say the F word, Sammy, you know the team rule. Well, I'm, I'm, it's, not my, it's not my team. I can say it. <laughs> um, not in that house, but, mate. <laughs> yeah, but they, they yeah put in a really really solid performance. The the mob actually, so the senior men's game the that finished and the mob came down for the last sort of ten minutes of the of the girls game and um I think that sort of helped them get over the line. The mob, uh, the, mob, the, mob like claim, the mob like to claim every win possible, but yeah that they they had a really good game and um, so. Cass Stevenson, as we mentioned before, came up from the reserves. Um, didn't do a, her Stevo special this week. She was she was concentrating on on no. playing a good game. Uh, Adele Curley won the award, so um, she's having a, a ripper year uh, by the sounds of it. And unfortunately, there was a there was an injury. So Alana Acarito, that one of the captains in the final thirty seconds of the game. Oh no! Um, has done her ACL, so 
Oh. She's going to be out oh. for a while, which is which is uh, bad news. But um, yeah, apart from that, pretty good win. All right, moving on to the resis. Unfortunately, the girls' reserves, after a brilliant start, 2-1-13 to nothing at quarter time, got run down by Ivanhoe, ultimately losing 2-3-15 uh, to 4-8-32. So they led three-quarter time, but Ivanhoe just went bang in the last quarter, kicking 3-4 to nothing. Disappointing loss, Diggs, for the girls in the resis? Yeah, disappointing loss. They got off to a good start. Julia kicked kick two early goals um, and then yeah the, the other team got on top um, a bit for the rest of the game but like you said yeah they, they weren't playing apart from the, the hot start they weren't playing that well up until half time and you'll never guess big Georgia Anderson spray at half time oh, um, here we go. just to just to get the, the girls firing for Founders Day they, they needed a bit of a spray and, and she delivered and yeah, they, they played okay in the third quarter, but yeah, just uh, the other team obviously just a little bit too good. I um, thought you were about to say she came on after half time. Well, <laughs> like that would have been. We're all about accountability here on the Nodcast, and let's let's call it as it is. The spray at half time, they kicked two behind from then on. So I'm not too sure that it's worked all that well. <laughs> well, the other team kicked in the second half in the third quarter. Yeah, yeah the other team kicked one behind. So I guess we're. Yeah, so they won the quarter. Maybe she got them quarter. in the right mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. Side effect. Hopefully, we the flow. Yeah. So, so they they came out with a better, yeah, better attitude in the third quarter. Played all right, but then yeah, the other team obviously a bit 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 too good and um got the job done in the end. But yeah, few few of the better girls on the day. So Caitlin Wellsford, Yvette Harper, Julia, as we said, Peter Basson and Bronte Lennon were the were the best. All right, let's let's keep going. The under-19s, the Blues just kept marching on on their merry way. Got a big, big win on the weekend. 16-19-115 over Uni Black, 6-8-44. Um, so the 19s on the weekend went down a bit early um, on Saturday. Had a look. I got the core time and they were, they were leading. I don't think they were playing great football, though, according to Damo. He, was, he wasn't happy. Gave him a bit of a mini spray, I think, at... At um at a half time, mini spray. A mini spray. Yeah, Dad's usually pretty pretty reserved, but when he gives one, he it's bloody scary, and you go out and you, you do your job. Um, but no, well, they so came where, in where, that... where where would a just just to kind of delve into that a little bit more? But where would a Damien Sherlock spray sit on a spectrum from say a Georgia Anderson to a Peter Banfield? Well, I reckon George Anderson's would be pretty. Pretty damn scary. PB's a very yeah, so that's a hundred. That's a hundred. Yeah. Right? That's like one end of the spectrum. PB's a very calm man. He's very calm man. But he gave us one earlier in the year. I don't know what game it was. Might have been Monash, I reckon. Maybe he got pumped. But um, PB's usually very you no know, up and down, up and down. And Dad's probably in the middle, but can go to George Anderson's level. Um, wow. In 2018, we copped that against Woolman. I remember he put it on a few of us. So. Um, but yeah, did 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 get did get a response? Uh, yeah. So we were yeah we we're down by six goals and came back and we lost by two points in the end. But um, mm. uh, yeah, won't, won't, won't forget that day because it's the biggest one I've ever copped. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. So um, the spray did it did it work on this occasion? Yeah, I, I reckon it did. I reckon it did that 
they came out really, 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 really good. Um, had some really good plays in, the, in that in that second half. Um, I think Jordan McDonald moved out of the four line and went onto the ball in a rotation with I think I think Robert Robert Amadola and Ethan Sherlock. So it was probably a very tall rotation. <laughs> that's a that's a 186 centimeter plus rotation, and I think it worked. And then Jack Cassis went to work, obviously a little bit more in the second half. Um, but uh, Shawnee Wilson was pretty good. Uh, Zach Fisher um, and Mitch McCarthy is probably my favourite player. Was very influ- influential as well. Is there any players that are sort of flying under the radar, Shirls, that we're not we're not quite across at the moment in the Nordcast? Um, on the weekend, in my opinion, I thought Matty Albrecht was pretty good. Um, I like the way he goes about it. I guess maybe see a little bit of myself in him. You know, big body, fluoro boots, um, lovely, lovely kick of the footy. Um, Gets forty every week, sort of guy. Yeah, yeah, one of those guys. I'm sure you saw it in school footy, Robbie. He's, he's pretty. He's pretty. He's a pretty tough customer, um, and probably another one's oh. probably Daniel Daniel O'Driscoll. He's come on leaps and bounds this year. Dotty, yeah, Dotty O'Driscoll. He's got he's got big pipes, you know. Bullies bullies his older brother as well. So, what, from what I've heard, <laughs> this this is the uh, younger brother of Max O'Driscoll. So Absolutely. Max Max for the listeners out there, Max was the original idea man behind the podcast about two years ago, and he goes, "Oh, we should do a podcast," and then. Nothing ever came of it, and he moved to Yas or something. Never heard of him again. But we do have a podcast now, so I just gotta gotta <laughs> call out the um, give a shout out to the the guy who had the idea originally. Yeah, no, nah, obviously, yeah, exactly. uh, the younger brother's more of a footballer, though. By the sounds of things, absolutely. The man is a man child. He's huge, and um, he plays at fullback, and he's been really, really, really solid. So next year, there's some big, there's some big, big boys coming through the seniors and reserves, Diggs and Robbie. Um, um, so it should be some pretty exciting years coming through. Looking forward to it. And then the last one of the round, of course, was the 19s Blacks, who I rocked up at three-quarter time in their game, obviously showing that I came in not bright and early for my one, which was played what time do they? Them. What time do they kick off? They kicked off at about 4 a.m. It, <laughs> it would have been the <laughs> earliest game in the history of football, I reckon. Um, the, the sun was just coming up as they were singing the song, but they they went into three quarter time, three points down after some very errant kicking, and then we turned the Jets on in the last quarter and uh, kicked three goals eight, which the kicking didn't improve, but three eight to one goal, so ended up getting the job done six eighteen fifty four to four thirteen thirty seven. Really, really good win from the 19s Blacks who are just starting to build a bit of bit of momentum around their season, which is quite exciting. Did you guys? Any of you guys? get up for the dawn service and see any of this one? <laughs> yeah, no, I saw a few boys um, from U12 fellas after they after they come off the field. Um, they look pretty tired. They said they get up a lot earlier for the game than they do for school, so they weren't too happy about that. But apparently, um, sorry, since they've come down in division, really found their level and you know, getting some wins on the board and the spiritual leader, um, now we know that he's not the official leader, Fev, Alex Pulaski, you heard had a day out. Is that right? Kick two five from what I hear. Which I guess when the team kicks six eighteen, contributing behinds is as important as contributing goals. I heard that the the misses though were, you know, you you couldn't miss them if you're blindfolded. Those oh. misses just oh, no. just. I think the hammy might have grabbed and and he was just oh. a bit nervous. Oh, no, might have been kicking on the oppo or something. 
just just he's missing opportunity there for for a big seven or eight goals, but that's all right. Well, on 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 the Fev, the Fevolution, as I like to call him, um, he came he came back from his game, you know, with the ice on the hammy, and he walks over to some of us boys sitting there, and we go, how how'd you go, Fev? Yeah, no, nah, pretty good, two five, two five. I actually had to insert myself into the guts, Dusty Martin, like in the last, <laughs> just you know, to settle the ship. I was like, did you now? I was like, did you win the game for your own boot? He goes, I oh, pretty much had about 15 in the last. So uh, it, was quite, it was quite chuffed with himself as he walked back over. So, oh, uh, What I took out of that, though, is he's doing the precautionary icing now. He's, yeah. he's, he's looking after his listen. body. After four hamstrings off the bone in the first six weeks, he's, he's looking after it. Yeah, I, I, the, the one guy, there was a big, real buzz, as I said. I rocked up. I didn't see a lot of it, but I rocked up pretty late. And Gianni DeSegna just was the, the the word on, the name on everyone's lips in the crowd down there on the South Oval. Jag three, I think it was in the end. But just if anyone won it single-handedly, I think it was him from from what I hear. Um, and he did it with one eye. He, he had a massive head clash in school footy on the Wednesday against St. Bede's and Bloodshot eye, fully closed over, looked like a boxer, and came out and is any what what it's interesting about him is he's rolling the curtains. So Steve, someone that sported curtains long after they were out of fashion, um, Gianni's brought them back and with a black eye and he kicked three. That's that's a great effort. Uh, the middle part has it never failed to deliver as both a haircut and as a facilitator of good football. So no surprise there to see him just improving the haircut and improving his on-field performance. There was another thing I heard from that game. I heard um, Ben Howell just on the angry pills had to, had to just be calmed down a few times throughout the game. Just, yeah, which, uh, which is, is that, is that out of character for, for Ben? Yeah, well, I taught Ben. He didn't say, he didn't say a peep for his six nah, years. Yeah, that's right. what I've heard. But he's, <laughs> he was, he was in the angry pills on the weekend. Uh <laughs> And just had to be calmed down. Didn't we didn't want a brawl starting out at, at four a.m. as he said. Um, Steve, it's so. That's why you got to watch out for the quiet ones, especially in a school environment. But also, no, but I think course. also to you know Saint Eugene people people respond to Father Harry's speech on Thursdays in different ways. Um, some fell asleep and some got angry, and <laughs> clearly yeah. he got angry. It was great to see Father Harry down there doing the traditional Thursday night pregame speech. But I do notice that the the some fell asleep, Barb. Interesting coming from you, given he gave you a clip in the speech, Rob. Yeah, yeah, no, he was he having been my boss. I'm happy he can say whatever he wants about me um, publicly, and I, I appreciate the employment that he gives me. It was it was funny. Right before he started talking, I was sitting near Rob, and Rob said, "I bet you he mentions the Collingwood Magpies a hundred times during this speech." And in the first eight words, he mentioned the pies twice, uh, which is funny. In the first yeah eight to ten words, so um, yeah, that was that was good. You got to know your audience. Um, anyway, so that was uh, that was the the fifth of our seven wins from the weekend. So great day all round. Now. With the two of Deeds and Churls on the podcast this evening, we couldn't miss the opportunity to sort of really delve a bit deeper when it comes to our sort of topic of the week. So, Rob, what have you come up with? Well, I was thinking, um, you know, quality redheads that we've had at the club. And then I was thinking, 
maybe a little bit narrow. So maybe we'll go notable redheads <laughs> that we've had um, at Mazenod over the years. And, you know, a few pop to mind, obviously, the, the two we have with us on the Nodcast today. But, you know, you've obviously got Warbs. Um, Tom Warby's been a, a quality um, performer at Mazenod over a number of years now. And um, Tom, a, a former redhead, obviously. It's more on his face now, isn't it? It's, yeah. <laughs> similar, to, um, similar to you, Rob, actually. You got, you got the... I've got a little bit of Viking heritage come through my beard. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and then you've got, so Wally. Stu Inglis is an Ingl- interesting one. So it's debatable and, and you'd have to, you, you've had to have known Stewie for a while to, to really get a sense of this um, because he, you can't really tell lately. But Stu had a, an interesting sort of brownish auburn type of hair. I think it's best summed up by an opposition player one day that called him a closet redhead. Um, because it looked, <laughs> he couldn't tell exactly, but <laughs> when he really looked closely, um, he was hiding the fact that he was a redhead. Um, so Stuart Inglis obviously would probably fall into the, the notable redhead category. Any that you guys have played with over the journey and as to um, redhead, proud redheads yourselves, have you known any? We've got, we've got a pretty well, strong got, contingent at the club. Yeah, the there's, a there's a heap. There's a heap. Well, there's Hawley. I reckon Hawley's as a redhead. Yeah, yeah, he wears the orange boots purely to well. distract from the facts. <laughs> no, I reckon, I reckon he's he's not he's not ashamed of it, and you yeah. shouldn't be. Um, he likes. <laughs> he shouldn't be. I agree. Let him so, there's a few in the reserves at the moment, so we've got there's obviously Sauce, Brendan Wales. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Name Sauce for a reason. So Big he's real, he's he's bright red, um, old Sauce, and then. You've sort of got you've got Adam Gilmore, Happy Gilmore, who's got yeah. a, a red contingent, sort of similar to Rob, with a red in there. <laughs> My red pop- is a- I, just, I just want you to admit it, Rob. <laughs> that's a, that's, I've, I've been caught a lot of things. <laughs> there's a few. Yeah, there's a bit of there's a bit of red in the Hayes boys, isn't there? I know there's a plenty uh, in the family. More. Yeah, maybe oh, maybe no. Will maybe Will's got a bit of bit of. Uh, Orange contingent in and what is going on at the moment. The, the, I know yeah, the 19s have a bit. You've got Eamon McKenzie. Yep. And you've and got to see your brother. Yeah. There's one more in the blacks. Um, I always forget his name, but Ethan introduced me to him. I was like, welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome, uh, welcome to the club, mate. I said, there's a, at the moment, we can really feel half a, half a, half a team. We're a pretty good team as well. Lots of really there's good There's a kicks. couple. There's, there's Nicola Piggott in the girls. She's a, she's a full blown redhead. Uh, who else have we got? And then Paul Deegan, obviously. If, uh, yeah, uh, even committee level as well, represented. Don't we like a red before? Yeah, we'd, oh, geez, we'd have to go back a while to check the tapes <laughs> on that one. Maybe, do reckon Matty Sire? Peter Banfield. Nah. Peter Banfield, do you reckon? Yeah, Peter Banfield. Yeah. Nah, I don't think so. Back in the day, maybe. We'll have to, we, we can check that old Brisbane Bears footage and just sort of see. Well, the only that? photo I've seen of Sugar, Brian Winton, is a black and white photo. So we'll have to dig something else. Chris Martin, with all the, the um, <laughs> sort of blonde tips he's been putting in, he's, he's just starting to go a bit orangey, but it's not, uh, natural. It's not natural. There's a bit of There's a bit of red hair in the Riley blood, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, no, there is in the well, blood. Tom- 
Tom gets yeah, in, in his beard. No, I don't think I don't think the current Riley crop, but I think over M- there, Michael over Riley there. is Michael Riley. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. So I don't think the the current players that are Riley's at the club are redheads, but I think maybe yeah, in the past, it's somewhere in the bloodline. It'll come maybe the next generation. De- definitely well represented in the threes as well. You've got Sean Blamblett, who's who's just blatantly red. Um, and there's a couple of others that sort of have tinges in the beard, which is which is good as well. Um, looking looking retrospectively, I think back there was um, Twilsey from a few years ago. Um, oh, yeah. Well, you can't you actually can't call him that now. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about this on the podcast, but he's actually changed his last name to Butler. He's taken his wife's name, so it's it's now T Butts. Um, really? Twils, yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I think we've had You're to not... stop calling him twelves, but yeah, formerly known as Tim Wilson, he he had red hair. Yes, he did. Um, who else do we have? Paul Jones, who I think, I think he snuck into the team of the decade. He the the, the weird decade that covered over two to two decades that we discussed on the <laughs> podcast. But I think he was. He, there was a bit of red going on there from memory. Dave Chamberlain, Squid. Yep, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely. I had to remember him before he shaved, yeah. Or maybe it was Chamberlain's one. I, I reckon Ben Chamberlain was. Oh, ben I reckon Chamberlain. Ben was. I reckon Ben was. Yeah, I think he was a uh, long locks as yeah, a football yeah, director. Yeah. What about Michael Rice? Rice, he's, got a, he's definitely got a red beard. Um, and a little bit of... No, I think... Hair as well. Yeah, oh. no, you want you go and have a look tomorrow night. I'm just telling you. I speak to Michael a lot, fellow Swans uh, supporter, so we're always talking. Uh, and I'm, I'm, there's a bit of red, there's a bit of a red tinge through there. I'll pay it. Okay, you know, you know better than me. All right, I'll, have to, I'll, I'll take your word for it. You, know, you, you don't, you, you don't often miss digs. So, <laughs> <laughs> who else? Who else? Yes, the retrospectives. Peter Hall would have been, I assume. There's another. Yeah, can, you can tick that one off. I've got another one from the girls. She's full blown red. Annabelle Todd. Oh yeah, um, she's she's red. Yeah. Um, just won an award, Annabelle, during the week, didn't she? A volunteer award with the Panthers volunteer for great work she's Panthers. doing down there. Yeah. So just a yeah. Steve Stanley, former player, a lot of red there. He he is one that would hide it. He unfortunately wouldn't wouldn't be wouldn't be out and proud, but a lot of red in, in Steve, especially on the face. I guess Freddie Deegan as well played played. Oh yeah, yeah. He was part of he was one half of a pair of redheads. So Nick Cramery as well. He was good mates with yeah. Freddie. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nick's brother Jack. Jack Cramery as well. Was Jack red? Yeah, oh, yeah. But he died it eventually. Like he probably most of the time. But he, he was died, probably but in that era natural. where you could go the black dye emo sort of style and get away with it. Well, especially you, if you you're Jack Cramery, because he's luxury he, he, he spent his life growing up at punk concerts. Like, you fit in perfectly with the black guy. But he was definitely a natural red. There was another guy. Saying, but today's generation, like a Sam or a Cheryl's, you wouldn't have had that option. Dyed black hair wasn't in in your time. No, it's, it's, it hasn't been in for a while. <laughs> let's, be, <laughs> let's be honest. Who was, there, was one, there was another guy that, in that Freddie Deegan era when Freddie Deegan was playing seniors. I remember it, number 27. First, Freddie was number 28. There's number 27. I can't remember. I don't know his name. He, he's oh, the Keeney. Source too. 
Oh, Keeney. has got some red. Yeah, definitely a red wash. Um, interesting. He got married a couple of weeks ago and definitely, you know, it was as red as I've seen him. So he obviously, <laughs> you know, turned it on for his big day. Well, I'll tell you who looks a bit like Keeney. Matty Wilkes. So he's a he's a former 19s best in oh, yeah. Ferris winner. Wilkesy had strawberry blonde sort of Auburn sort of setup. Or who's the best then? We've we've covered a, a lot of names, but best in terms of what present company want. excluded. Oh no! Oh, you feel free to name yourselves. In, term, in terms oh, of full I was going to say me. No, just giving a break, mate. If you if you if you had your own identity. You could say you, but because you're trying to be me, you can't say you. In terms of right, package, I'll, I'll break it into two categories, both of which confidential. First one, best on field redhead that we've had in the club. How do you split Warby and Inglis? Yeah, that's that's hard. Well, Warbs plays me at the moment, and he's a captain, yeah. so I don't want to dog him. But Stewie Inglis is my idol. Warby, so Warby Deegan, Deegan, Warby Deegan <laughs> and Inglis. How do you split those three? <laughs> anyway, you, we'll didn't even see, you didn't even see your dad play. You can't throw him amongst that. <laughs> no, no, no. You no, saw him playing a practice match this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Indeed. Kick two, that's true. Um, all right, well, if you can't split that one, then best committee member redhead. How many? Because you've got your old man who's the current secretary and then you've got yourself who, you know, self-described saved the club through reinventing the social functions, the Deegs has stepped off the. the yeah, but it's it's historically we're not we're not judging. Oh. Mm. I'll give. I'll and give then there's the question mark on Tom Barker because we don't know what color he is. <laughs> so you can vote for him as well, I guess. Can't wait for the phone to get bombarded with messages from Dom. <laughs> he he bombarded me this afternoon as well. Uh, I didn't. So what was didn't your, what feedback did you get from him? What did I get from him? Yeah. Uh, something about hold on, I'll just check. So, oh, this is this was uh, what I thought was really weird. So, this was the the first thing he said. Who is Daniel B? Tell him to come see me at the camp. Oh, Bowie, da- Daniel Bow. That's who. Oh, <laughs> so, yes. Come, come and tell him to come see me in the canine. And then he's gone with a he's gone with a hashtag. Love the podcast. <laughs> so he's getting you to extort people and then he's, he's also like oh, love the podcast I, I love starting a hashtag in a direct test message that's that's uh that's yeah and then he's and then he's brought up the hot dogs again so he's he's about six weeks behind i think <laughs> no well he's yeah I, I, my messages are up to episode four now so he's catching up uh, okay so in in the, maybe next week we might get or, or in a couple of weeks, we might get a response to this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, we spoke about him for about 20 minutes tonight, so we'll know where yeah. our phones are playing. Um, all right. Well, anyway, that's, uh, that's, that's probably a nice little segue, uh, given you're getting feedback on the, the hot dog date um, into the <laughs> weekly whispers, because I know I've had a few this week. I think Founders Day just kind of brings the community together, and so the, the rumor mill starts spinning faster than ever before. So I'm highly optimistic we've got some good ones this week. Um, does anyone want to kick us off? Yeah, I'll kick us off. Um, one of the features of Founders Day over the past 10 years has been the petting zoo, um, and it was a notable omission this year. Um, there was a, a very disgruntled um, thirds player who brought the kids down. He's, he's actually got twins, so he was, he was thinking that 
um, while he was sort of watching because he couldn't play on the weekend with a calf injury that he could he could put the twins in the petting zoo. <laughs> um, and the petting zoo wasn't there. So he spent spent his um, afternoon looking after the twins. So I won't say who it was, but, um, yeah, I heard he was pretty disgruntled about that. Well, I've actually got a, a, a quite related one relating to Founders Day. And this, this one's big. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. This is huge. I have heard, and I'm not going to name any sources, and I'm not necessarily going to say they're official sources either, but I've heard there's a real movement starting within the club to have us permanently wearing the Founders Day jumpers as Ooh. our home strip Ooh. Ooh. with the, the current outfit reverting to a heritage round Guernsey that we wear once a year. Prison bar so, style. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I, obviously the jumper wearing has been a huge topic of debate in recent weeks with what's going on in the AFL, but uh, probably even bigger is, is the, the chat going on at Mazenod at the moment. And obviously... The girls are already wearing the black. Just a, I'm not, not going to say it's a whisper. It's a real roar that I'm hearing from a lot of quarters <laughs> at the moment. So interesting to see how that works. What, what are your thoughts on it, Steve? Um, look, yeah, I'm probably for it, to be honest with you. I'm still wearing my jumper that I bought in 2005. So I did, I did see that in the photos. Um, yeah. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> There's two reasons for this. One is, you know, it's got some sentimental value. But the second and much more actual reason is the new jumper I bought is got too small for me. and It doesn't fit anymore. So I've got to go back to the original looser fitting version. Sort of well, my, my, I've got a whisper that's sort of in line with that because I'm hearing that the VAFA um, are requiring new sponsorship next year. So the club will be put in a, a position to buy a whole new raft of jumpers for next season anyway. So the time might be now to make a call. They did that about two years ago, didn't they? That's a. Oh, they like making money, as we know. Yeah. What do you reckon, Shells? Black looks good, I reckon. Yeah. Well, on Redheads, Black looks unreal. I reckon. Uh, yeah, having okay. a look on the having having a look on the weekend, Deegs looked absolutely wonderful, and so did I. <laughs> so did Ethan Amen. Uh, especially with the Furo boots. Furo boots goes well, Deegs. I reckon she might go change up to the. I yeah, do I'm like the black. The I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the black. Um, I don't. I, I don't know why we haven't changed already. Yeah. To be quite honest, it looks a lot better. Yeah. Even well, I that, know there's a few of the older the, the older statesmen of the club. It's always been the black, white, and blue stripes. But you can always you can always change, and and it's still the same colours, different I, different. I've got a whisper on the older generation. Apparently, they, <laughs> apparently they are they are they are all for it. I reckon really? uh, oh. dad's, dad's all about it. He reckons, you know, we might have to, you know, talk to Koshi soon about, uh, you know, wanting our, wanting our jumpers back. Um, but no, I've got got some serious news on the older generation being all for it. So I like, I like that. I like that Damien Sherlock speaks on behalf of the whole older generation. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I spoke to like the likes of Tim Smith and I think Chris Murray are all for it as well. So, um, but no, nah, it, it, it does yeah. look really, really good. I Watch this face, and it would it wouldn't be for the for the mathematicians out there. It wouldn't be bad because I reckon we've got a pretty strong record on Founders Day. So I reckon in the black, our winning percentage is very very high. You wouldn't uh, you wouldn't be too worried about it doing anything to our form. Maybe maybe not teams you've played in Deeks, but I think across the journey for the whole club, it would be a bit of a like no. Nah. The first um, few games, first few I played in didn't go too well, but. Um, Still, still have nightmares about that 
that Marcelin game. Anyway, don't want to talk about it. Uh, but I've got a, I do have one whisper as well that's floated across my desk during the week. There's a man. Uh, there's a very hairy man at the club. Um, he's he's playing, but he's also involved in another way across across a few teams, and he's he does like a bit of the home brew. He 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 brews his own bourbon. Uh, in the bar. Oh, yes, home. yes, yes, yes. I know where yeah. And he likes a GPS. He does like a GPS. Um, yeah. He used to be twice as big as what he is now. Now he's a big uh, fitness freak, but he does enjoy his own his own home brewed bourbon that he that he brews in his bathtub. So he pours it all in, gets the big uh, wooden spoon, <laughs> stirs it around, pours it into a barrel. Um, but I did hear on the weekend that. He must be he, the club must not be giving him too much money because he's buying he's buying cans of coke and and just pouring the homebrew in when no one's looking at the club. So, um, yeah, like I don't know how, how do we feel sense. about yeah hip flask. So not not the worst thing ever, but well, I suppose not, not a, a beer drinker. The argument for would be we don't we don't sell that line of bourbon in the no, canteen. No one no one sure. sells it. <laughs> For good reason. It's been outlawed by the health commission. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not naming names purely for the reason that we're probably giving it away anyway. But Don Barker will chase this bloke down. <laughs> <laughs> he's going Sorry. anyway. He's going door to door. <laughs> yeah. um, it's an interesting question because I made a mind Sean Francis, who's, who's now president over at Springer Districts Footy Club, but he back in our sort of 19s, early senior days, used to come to a lot of club functions and he does not drink beer. He would only drink sort of UDLs and weird vodka stuff that he specifically liked. So he would bring a slab of his own and he would give it to the club and then he'd buy them <laughs> over the bar. So he'd rock over the start of the night with a slab and go to whoever the bar person, here it is, I'll buy these back at like $3 or $4 or $5 a can or whatever. And he's like, I don't care how much it costs me. I just don't want to drink what you guys have in the fridge. <laughs> that was always a pretty fine arrangement. No one ever seemed to complain about that. So that's the precedent. He's technically paying more for them. Yeah, I know. He's paying the whole slab price and the then he's paying well. again. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, that's not a great deal for him. Um, not a good deal for him, but I guess he just didn't good want club, I mean, yeah, he's a good player. That's president. probably why he's president of a club now. It's, you know, he's, he's got that club community spirit, but. Yeah, that's I've the precedent. A little different to the old homebrew in a Coke can sort of approach. <laughs> I've got another one about um, maybe faux pas when you're at the club. So on Saturday night, massive crowd, guitarist, great tunes, really good vibe after Founders Day, and the, the footy was on. So we're all watching the Melbourne Adelaide game. It's going down to the wire. Everyone's jumping around, enjoying the match. There's about 30 seconds left on the clock. The ball's spilling out in Adelaide's um, back line. So Melbourne maybe kick a goal. Hazy turns to me, Daniel Hayes, and says, oh, you know Adelaide win, don't you? I was like, what do you mean? It's still going. He's like, mate, finish. It's on delay. KO's slow oh, hit 30 seconds ago. Ruined oh, the result. Jeez. Who's Daniel, Daniel Hayes. No, that's no good. I didn't know Could that. not believe it. Could not believe it. I've had nightmares yeah. this week thinking about that. Jack Sullivan would have been filthy being the... Yeah, and I, I thought he, he... And it wasn't just to me. It was, you know, to everyone who was around. And I'm glad the, the word he didn't get out. Of the that poor guitarist, too. He, he's trying to play 
He's set up at the other end of the room. <laughs> TV's at one end, he's at the other end, and everyone's watching the footy back towards him. Yeah, but he was really good, good, except for, for that for that ten or fifteen minutes. So he was playing to everyone's back. <laughs> felt, felt a bit sorry for him. He was good though. Good background music though. Yeah, good vibe in the in the rooms too. There's one more I want to bring up. I've just had a text message. It's about a man we were talking about earlier, um, Matt McClellan. He's asked Ooh. me to to ask you, Rob. Do you remember the time he flattened you at training? Um. <laughs> He said no. he absolutely ragdolled you one day. <laughs> so, I don't, I I don't, no, I don't, I, I don't remember that, actually. I, I remember getting ragdolled by Sid DeCruz in a, um, you know, one of those sessions you have like once every four years where it's a wrestling session, pretty much. Oh, yeah. um, and I got paired up with Sid at the start of the session. But no, I can't remember Matty ragdolling me, no. But oh. I can't really remember him being at training either. So um, <laughs> must have been one of those nights he was there. But I'll, I'll take his word for it. He's, you know, he... he Gets a bit of white line fever, Matty. Um, yeah. I'm glad that he's got that feather in his cap. I reckon, I reckon, well, what we're talking about, I reckon he's a chance to come back down because three days ago he was, he was no chance. And he's obviously listened to all the podcasts in the last couple of days. And I reckon he's, I reckon he's on the way back, which would be good to see because he's, he's great value on the field and great value off the field. Uh, and that's, the I hear, I hear there could be another guy from your year level coming back as well, former premiership player. Um, Kieran McKeo maybe coming back to town. That's what I'm hearing. It's just the, the handicap's dog, blowing out, is it? He's just sort of not hitting them <laughs> well, so he's, he's back to footy. <laughs> maybe it's, I, I know he's been working, or he's trying to get his builder's license or something, so he can't. He's doing like night school every day, but he'd be a very good addition to the club too, and good over the bar. He's he's big, big bloke. Dense, so he, he drinks a lot of beers. Um, although Former beer pong runner-up. I think no, he won. They won. Did he? They won. Did they? They, they won the they won the inaugural year. Him and Jake oh, Teller. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, former beer pong champion. Easily, Even better. easily, easily, they won. So. Oh, easily. He, he cheated me out of the semi-final. It wasn't easy at all. <laughs> Lucky in the grand through. final, they. I'm pretty sure they won by five cups or something. It was a whitewash. Um, yeah, there was a weak side of the draw that year. <laughs> any others Cheryl's no. any whispers actually well Jack Sullivan the other week had a very you know eventful ending to a night to put it that way um, <laughs> well, we were we, you know it was me who was out there it was me Jooks Lachlan Noon and the Riley boys and um, you know as we're waiting for an Uber and stuff like that we go where's Sully where's, where's Sully at and um, we've turned around and he's just, he's kissing some random, it was, it was, but knowing he's a very interesting character, so we love him to bits, but he's, he's funny as. So he kept on, he kept, he kept on going back and just pecking her on the cheek and <laughs> on the lips. It was, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And me and Jukes are just watching him without saying a single word. We're just watching him go back and forth. That's the skip. Um, That's the skip leading on the field and leading off uh, the field. He is great quality off the field. So he's, um, <laughs> um, he's very, 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 very funny. Um, What's with the hats he wears? So he's got an interesting taste in, in headwear. Yeah, there's actually a few of us. So Jackson yeah, is all about that, D'Angelo. I've hopped on board a little bit. I've got a couple. It's, it's, a, it's, it's sort of a corduroy vintage style yeah. hat. Yeah, yeah. Where, where would you, where do, is that an op shop type? Thing or where do you find them? 
Uh, there's actually a website called Eat Your Water or something like that. I think it is. Easy Water. I don't know what it's called, but Jooksy yeah. put me onto him. So, um, Jooksy, Jooks- I heard that Ben Fibs of the Village Bell launched one of Sully's hats off the balcony the other night. Is that true? That is completely true. So as, <laughs> as Fibber was leaving, you know, he's saying goodbye to everyone, you know, yeah, g'day, bye, see you, Fibber. So me, again, I was sitting next to Jooks. Me and Jooks always end up next to each other in these weird scenarios. And I, you just see Fibber grab Sal's hat. And these hats cost about, you know, 50 bucks. They're pretty good. And just chucks it down off the balcony into a sea of people <laughs> and runs down the stairs. And you see Sally get up the quickest possible, run down the stairs with him. Go find his hat. Did he get it back? Yeah, no, he, he got it back, but he wasn't he, he wasn't too thrilled for about a minute there. Don't nah, and, and Sally does get a bit, bit fired up too. So, yeah, he's a bit well, you don't want to be throwing his hat. <laughs> yeah. Shells, while, while we've got you, Matty Fewings. Yeah. Interesting character. Can you Absolutely. shed any light on him? Just sort of take us a bit behind the curtain and just help help the listeners get to understand, you know, one of the young guns of the club. Yeah, absolute, ab, absolute young gun he is. I'll give him that. He's a very, very good footballer. But he's a, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a weird unit, old Matty Fumings. Um, really, really, really loves his bum. He reckons a really, really good bum. He's got a, <laughs> he's got a bum for the camera, um, and he always loves it. Loves loves a good tap on the bum. He goes, "Yeah, it's a good bum, isn't it, boys?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's 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 very. It's a very weirdly shaped bum, but he likes it. Um, but no, nah, he's got him and him and Jukes have a very, you know, really funny relationship. So Jukes is probably more equipped for. So this Jackson person. D'Angelo, you're talking about? Yeah, Jackson D'Angelo, and a, a thing on Jackson, if, you, if this is my chance to give a bit of stick to people, he loves his top off. Oh, Jackson <laughs> D'Angelo, we actually had a, we actually made a nickname for him. Lachlan Noon made a nickname for him, called him the Little Chisel because he's chisel. <laughs> And he hates it. So if you get if you get a chance, Deegs and Robbie, tomorrow night, you know, just say, "Oi, cheers, little cheers," and he'll cheese. he'll look here and have no clue why. I like I like that you brought um, Jackson D'Angelo up because there's a there's a good Insta page I've stumbled across. <laughs> someone someone takes a photo of of Jackson D'Angelo's kit that he's wearing on a night out and posts it to Instagram. It's called Juxy's Kit. Kids, yeah. <laughs> and he has, he's, I don't think he's found out who owns that page, so, so the rest of the Rat Pack knows, but sides him. That's brilliant. Uh, it's it's going to get about another five hundred followers now. It's been referenced on the podcast. I hope so. Absolutely, absolutely. It's quality. <laughs> Very good. Well, look, probably probably a good place to finish it there. I've got an Instagram page to go follow. So. Um, <laughs> Cheryl's, thanks very much for joining us. Been a pleasure having you on the Nodcast and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Hopefully you continue your good form as the boys march towards August or September or whenever we play. <laughs> Cheers, guys. It's, uh, yeah, it's, been, it's been fun. It's been fun. Rob Deeks. Thanks, thanks for coming looking out. To... Cheers. Looking forward to the next one. Yep. See you next week. Good work, Cheers. Cheers, take care. 